Hi, we're Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for $25 a month, taxes and fees included. Sorry, hidden fees, we're just not into you. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. My name is Steve Whitman, joined as always by Dan Vopone, Emily Cannell, not here tonight. She is uh, off celebrating the birthday of her beloved husband, Jordy, who we love. Good guy. Um, very good guy. Very good guy. Salt of the earth. We love Jordy. Dan, my first question is uh, by default for you. Only one. Um, when's the last time you felt on the steps? Fell down the steps. Ooh. Um, yesterday i actually fell up the steps i mean no i, I mean was, like a real fall down oh like a like a go tumbling down sure i don't even know like oh uh, fully like i must have been young like to go fully down the stairs i can't even remember do you has this happened to you in the last week that you would bring this up one day ago two days ago i was in uh down the shore with uh gabrielle and my family and the uh, the the stairs and floor was made of wood. There's no carpet on it, and I was in socks, which must have been manufactured poorly. And I was coming down the steps, and I put my heel on one, and it slipped out. And my tailbone—I have to tell you—my tailbone hurts like all hell. It's been terrible since. I'm sorry um, to hear this. Yeah, so it's been bad. So that's why I asked, but you gave me no. Uh, uh, sort of like I'm sorry. I'm like I'm you like I was. A, I was. A you, this is a child's child problem. Like, yeah. I was like I turned thirty and it happened to me. Uh, and yeah, I had, wait. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I oh my god. Well, week. I knew it was your birthday this past week, yeah. but I it didn't click that it was that big of a birthday. Yeah, big one. Oh, you're officially like fully old. Yeah, I know. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. one might one might say you're past your prime in NBA terms. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I Even when I was 29, I was like, I hate how old I am. And I was like, if the Sixers drafted a 29-year-old, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with them? And that's how old I am. <laughs> like, well, like I mean, if, they, yeah. if they drafted a 29-year-old, I'd be like, these guys are fucking idiots. And it's me. Well, only, only the Eagles would do that. They would only draft a 29-year-old fireman or whatever. So. I know. That guy. Well, that guy was listen, great. We should Drew, get him on the pod. Drew is just about to enter his prime as his 21st birthday approaches. Drew's 21st is coming up. We're all very excited. Drew's 21st is coming up. Yes. His, his drinking prime will last a full year, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be washed like the rest of us. Exactly. That's yes. how it goes. That's the plan. Um, potentially, speaking of washed, uh, this week, James Harden signed. Oh, I'm just kidding. Come on. We have fun. Uh, James Harden signed or is going to sign. I don't know. There was another tweet it. saying that he's signing oh, it, but yeah, no. No Sixers. The Sixers have not announced, hey, he's back. So um, we'll see. But it, it does sound like Harden, uh, well, we, we've known that Harden's coming back, and we basically have known the terms of his contract. But uh, let me get you the wording here from Woj. 
James Harden has agreed on a two-year, $68.6 million deal, including a player option. Uh, Harden will make $33 million this year, and the option is for $35.6 million. Um, so we basically knew that this was going to be the deal. We talked last week about, like, what are we waiting for? Is there, like, a big trade that's going to happen? No trade has happened, to my knowledge. Um, and it feels like, at this point, the only shoe to drop would be, like, a combination trade of, like, Matisse and Burke and somebody else to get, maybe somebody off of Utah or, or somebody else. So um, what's your reaction to the deal, which seems like it's pretty close to becoming official, and just, like, the timing of it, that, like, it was not waiting on a, a, some sort of big trade? Yeah, I mean, the timing of it, I couldn't possibly explain. It's very yeah. confusing that this has just been lingering. But, um, yeah, I'm fine with it. Obviously, a big trade would have been exciting. But, um, you know, I think it's it's nice to know the official number. And even if it's officially done and we won't see a trade till we're in the season, because um, now we'll know exactly how far we are below the apron. We'll know, you know, exactly, you know, what kind of trade we can make, what kind of players we can hope to acquire. And I like to know that kind of thing. I like to have that, um, like that kind of thing settled, um, and know what kind of players we can can be looking at. As you know, especially as we get towards the deadline, I, I'm not expecting anything soon. Um, although I would love to be wrong. I would love. I'm I'm just not sure the right player is there for like a Furcon plus Matisse for one guy trade. Um, yeah. But if there is, that'd be that'd be exciting. It definitely seems to take Eric Gordon off the table for now, unless Tobias is you know, in play here. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a bit of a relief to, I, I think Shams was really jumping the gun on a lot of stuff this summer. Um, and he beat Woj to a lot of the, the trades and the signings and the draft picks and all that. But he was like way early on, on a few things. He was way early on the Brunson signing. The number was different than he reported by the time Woj got to it later. And, you know, even the Harden number, like, he didn't have the final numbers. He just said he's, you know, agreed to extend. 15 like, well, million. You kind of knew yeah. that. Right, that's it. Whereas Woj had a more specific number. So it was it was a relief to hear. And, and I mean, I, like I said, we've talked about this before. I wasn't, like, worried he was leaving. Um, you know, we'll get to this later. But, you know, there's more and more Harden and Joel are, you know, spending time together stuff. But, you know, the longer it went on, the more I was like, well, you know, like, the longer he's unsigned, the more the easier he could be like, okay, you know, I feel like it's gotten too far. Like now I just feel like you're undervaluing me, you know, and I now I'm unhappy. And so like I just want it final. I just want want him to get his money and them to pay him and, and to have this thing settled. So it doesn't seem like it's officially settled. We haven't seen a Sixers tweet, but um it seems to be basically settled, especially now that Woj tweeted it. So I mean my reaction was relief almost. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, speaking of Harden, he's got a wine coming out. Which did we talk about the wine last time? I don't know. I don't think the yeah. wine was out. For the <clears throat> so the wine is called Jay Harden, and it's gonna have a picture. Of I don't know how he came up with that name. It's very. Crazy. I don't know. They've got a crack team uh, on the <laughs> on the staff over there. Um, it's gonna be his face on the wine. The wine is gonna go for seventeen dollars, um, and uh, it's red wine. And I think we certainly have to get it. I don't know if it's going to be here in New York. I would think so. Um, but we have to get it and, and drink during the pot. Um, and he did a little party uh, to celebrate this wine. And Joel Embiid was there. 
Um, Joel went to the party to support Harden. I think Michael Rubin was there too because anywhere that that like famous people are, Michael Rubin seems to turn up and, and just kind of be there in Instagram pictures. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that Joel seems to be using his free time to hang out with Harden multiple times over the offseason. Like, um, there was that quote at the end of the year last year where he was like, you know, people are expecting him to be Houston James Harden and he's just not that guy anymore, which I think some people were like, boy, does he want this guy out already? But no, it seems Joel truly seems to enjoy Harden. And it really does make you think of all the times throughout like the Joel Ben partnership that they just spent exactly zero time together uh, off the court. There was that one picture from, I think Joel's rookie year or Ben's rookie year um, where it was like the two of them and Stauskas and Nerlens and Meek Mill, like out at some weird bar and, uh, I think that was the very last time him and Ben ever did anything socially. So they were having to see Dario, I think, at one point. Yes, but that was like a field trip. That was that, that was not a that was not a social gathering. Um, so I think it's cool that Joel seems to like Harden and um, and uh, yeah, and then we can just sort of parlay that into this. The Doc Rivers is taking the Sixers on a trip on a vacation where they're, I don't know if they're doing training camp from there, but they're going to go to South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, possibly to see some of my dad's relatives. Um, that wasn't really in the tweet, but we'll see. Um, where they're going to spend time there, they're going to learn historical stuff, and they're going to like get away from the city and, and just sort of be together, which I think is very cute. And I hope it goes well, because sometimes you like people, but they're not great to vacation with. And I think we'll definitely be uh looking out for some of that so thoughts on joel seeming to enjoy harden and the sixers big vacay yeah i think it's great joel spending time with harden i wish harden had a white wine because i'm more of a white drinker um not so much of a red guy but um yeah no i think it's i think it's it's good and and we've you know we've said we want more joel friends on the team so you know it would be nice if if the supposed second star could be a Joel friend. We know he likes Maxi, um, but we know he loves PJ Tucker, who they just went. Out yeah, to, uh, so that was at least loves his play. Yeah, and and you know I think to the extent that you can criticize Joel on this team, it, it would be that he can be he can he can sulk a bit sometimes, and I think to have guys that he is comfortable with, that he is happy with, um, they, that are that play hard all the time, even through adversity to keep Joel playing hard through adversity. Um, like you mentioned with the Tucker signing, like, I think that's good to have him have a co-star who he likes and wants to spend time with off the court is good. I mean, Harden said this, this week that, um, you know, that him and Joel talk regularly about how they're going to play this year, how they're going to make it work. Like, I think that's good. I think it's good that they're thinking about these things, that that Harden looks in shape. Um, mm-hmm. that apparently, they're all taking a vacation. Great. Um, I think, you know, to the, to the extent that you want to, you know, compliment Doc, that is definitely a, a positive of him as a coach, is that he will do things like that. And so um, I'm happy with all of it. I think it's been a pretty good offseason. I would still like to see a bigger move fall into place. I'm not sure we're going to see it, but um, 
I mean, the, the biggest improvement they can make, and it, it feels like a broken record because we've talked about this. You know, you I, you had a, a a very good piece at one point, and it ended up being um, kind of uh, you know predictive of the future um, before Joel's first big breakout year. You had a, a big piece about how um, about how the biggest improvement the Sixers could make is is Joel taking another leap, and he did it, and it was and the Sixers got the one seed, and and right. and you were right, and and it happened, and it was great, and he took right. another step forward this past year. Ben never took that step forward, and and you know, I don't write anymore, um, but I I just want to say it. I want it to be said that the biggest improvement they can make this summer is for. James Harden to look more and more like the old James Harden. And I'm not saying he's going to be a 35 point a game scorer. He's not going to be the guy in Houston. He's older. I get it. But he talked about how his hamstring is feeling better. Um, you know, he, he, he has leaked to the media and I'm assuming obviously it's coming from him, but I'm assuming that there's substance behind it too, that he is, you know, working harder earlier that he, I've, we've seen pictures. He looks slim We've seen him working out with Maxi and Sam Cassell. Like all of these things are encouraging to me. And I think that the biggest improvement they can make is a healthy and, and, you know, um, and looking like the Houston James Harden. Like that, that is the best yeah. thing that can happen for the Sixers for them to really like talk about make the conference finals, make the finals. Like that's what it takes. And they've, yeah. they've added good pieces around them, but they need that. They need him to be a star. So I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. Like the roster is better. The roster is way better than it was last year. And they have guys who are tough and uh, feel like they actually might go out there and try, which helps and um, play both sides and, and um, will shoot and, and all of this. I think they added, you know, Melton. I feel like we forget about D'Anthony Melton because he was added so early, but I think he's a, he's stud. a tremendous, great ad. Um, I don't think any of it actually matters if Harden has another performance like he did at the end of that Miami series like it just it just won't matter enough. like those guys aren't going to get you over the top against teams that are like legit so yeah I, I to me it just comes down to like is he going to be like at least close to his regular season self in playoffs like against a real team um and I certainly think he can do it like I have way more confidence that he can can do it than I did that Ben could like not be a massive problem because Harden will still be an addition most times even when he's missing shots you know but games like that game six can just simply can't happen because that was an embarrassment um but we're hearing all the right things and they've improved the roster in the right way I think to help him along in that regard but I don't blame anybody like in the media or any fans who are in a wait and see about like can they win the title or can they win the East? Like, because yeah. Boston and Milwaukee are, are like a very clear, I think, tier ahead cool. of them as we sit today. And we've, we've talked about this and, and I know I've complained about this before, but it's just like, it's the worst, I think, type of fan who is going to shame other fans for having skepticism where it's like, I'm sorry, like you just haven't been watching Philly sports that long. If you have some, <laughs> if you have some kind of, you know, boundless optimism about you know, any of these teams. And, you know, if, if you feel optimistic and that's just how you are, then you know what? I'm jealous. I wish I was like you more power to you. I'm not going to try to talk you off of your position of optimism. I think that's great. I wish I could be that way. I think I would enjoy the team a lot more, but 
it is based in reality to be skeptical to be skeptical about any Philadelphia sports team. Like, give the rest of us a break. Come on. Like, yeah, there's plenty of reasons. I I fully I wouldn't be shocked if they won it all this year. I think they have pieces in place that are capable, but it is fully realistic and fully understandable to be skeptical. And there's no shame in having some skepticism about this team. There's no cowardice. There's none of that to say, yeah, this team is probably not the best team right now. Right. I don't, so I don't see, there shouldn't be shame. I don't think either way. Cause I, I talk myself into every roster. I've, I've done it for like 15 years, even when we were horrible. And even when we were middling for like, you know, forever after AI. He loved the like, Doug Collins years, yeah. And I love him, just in general. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, I don't blame anyone for talking themselves into them, and it's way easier to talk yourself into a really good Sixers team like this figures to be than others. But yeah, I mean, okay. to, your, to your point, like, you know, people who are like, okay, let me see it, actually. Like, I don't blame anybody for doing that, and, and that's sort of how I feel, even though I think they're probably the third best team mm-hmm. uh, as it sits right now. So the Sixers uh, have plans to build a new arena uh, in the city's bustling fashion district. I mean, what is that? I don't know what that is, but it's like near the gallery. There's a big investment they made that has been a total flop. <laughs> it's just everybody flocks to Philadelphia to get their fashionable items. Um, so here's the deal. It's, uh, it's going to be 2031 is the plan. It's going to be made with uh, or funded privately, which uh, Good. we were all looking out for because uh, a few times uh, Josh Harris has tried to, you know, start a GoFundMe to get his new arena built uh, to have everybody else pay for it um, and fire people so that he would have more money to pay for it. He's tried a lot of chicanery over the years. But this, I feel like you're going to have a better opinion on from a boots on the ground perspective, because you're living in Philly right now, people seem to have strong opinions on it. Uh, you know, because I've always enjoyed the central sort of uh, aspect of where the stadiums are in South Philly and how, that they're all together and chickies and the whole thing. Um, you know, they want to they want to move it to uh, you know Center City basically. And and so, what do you think of that? And and do you think it'll be a pain in the ass for everyone, or, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I also do enjoy the stadiums right now. We're all near each other. Um, I think it's really cool. Like this year, I went from a Sixers game to a Phillies game, and that was a lot of fun. Um, just walk across the street, and you're at the next game. Um, I don't hate the idea. I think that I do agree when people say Seth is probably going to have to get better. Um, I do think though it is in a pretty good spot if you want to encourage public transportation where it's you know all of the um all of the um you know regional rails will come right into jefferson station which is right there um you know the market frankfurt line goes right there the broad street line obviously you could take it to market frankfurt um frankford um but you can also just get off at city hall and i think it's like a three block walk, which is basically what it is from NRG to uh, Wells Fargo right now anyway. Um, It's not like NRG gets you off right at the stadiums. So public transportation wise, I think it's probably very good um, in terms of, uh, you know, places to go around the stadium. There would obviously be more, you know, restaurants, bars, things like that, um, besides just having Xfinity. Um, For 
you know, drivers, yeah, it would definitely be worse. I mean, we'd be sitting in traffic in Center City. Um, and, you know, I, I understand there's parking garages with empty spaces and stuff, but, you know, everyone's probably going to try for the same few and then, you know, have to drive around and find some that are open. So I think it'll be tough on drivers, um, which I don't own a car. So whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter for me. Hopefully I would by 2032 or whatever, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It, it would be weird having a stadium not near the others. Um, but I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I, I'm glad it's publicly funded. I'm glad that, um, at least from my understanding, they're not moving people out of their um, current living situations to build the stadium. Um, which, which does as, as which our Temple thing. University tried to do with the football stadium um, mm -hmm. and luckily failed to do. So um, all of those things are good. Um, I don't like, I don't feel that bad if you drive in because like, I don't know, just take either take the train or like deal with the struggle to park. I don't, I don't know, like you can't cater to everyone, but in general, like if you're living in the city and want to take public transportation in, like it's, it's easy enough, you know, like for right now, for me, like I have to live along the broad straight line anyway to get to school. But, um, you know, it's, and, you know, I'll be obviously well done school by the time, you know, this new stadium happens, if it happens. But, um, you know, it's easy for me to get to the game because I have to live along broad. But for someone who lives on Second Street or something, it's a lot tougher to get there. Um, whereas I think it generally will be easier to get to the game using public transportation. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm interested. I think it'll be, um, it would be really cool. Um, I, I just kind of, I'll leave it at that. It was just that it would be really cool to like have a stadium in Center City like some other cities do. But I also think there's something cool, like I said, about having all the stadiums in one place, especially when you have like a sports equinox and you know you have all these teams playing at the same time. Like that's especially cool. Um, and so, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stress about it. This is so far in the future, but it's interesting. It's so far away. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the question now is like, where would, you, I know that you love riding the bull at Xfinity. It's like, where would you get your bull riding in? That's I have never ridden the bull, but. Never? No, I've been. Well, what about your buddy bull, who's in the room? Has your buddy, has your buddy ridden the bull? What'd you say? Has your buddy ridden the bull who's, who's in the room Oh, here? Zach, Zach is over here. Zach has not ridden the bull. <laughs> has not ridden the bull. All right. Well, over for two. Drew, pop up. Have you ridden the bull at Xfinity? Drew can't get into Xfinity. Drew's 20. Give me, give me a month. <laughs> okay. You're getting on that goddamn bull. All right. Um, good stuff. I have ridden the bull. Wait, um, we're definitely putting Drew on the bull. We're definitely putting Drew on the bull. Yeah. Not a doubt. Yeah. No doubt about it. Any bull. Name one. Um, all right. We're going to take a quick break here for some ads. Um, uh, Blue Chew, all the rest. When we come back, uh, we're going to get to some odds and ends from around uh, the world. And then uh, most likely the game will round us out. Here's the ad. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right, $25 a month, every month. 
Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just visible. Switch today at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see visible.com. We're back. I just wanted to bring this up because people seem to be having a meltdown in one way or another about this on the internet today, which I think is just great. Um, Nick Castellanos has, truly doesn't have a, I don't think he's hit a home run in months, and, and he's just been horrendous for the Phillies. Um, horrible. Horrible. And he's continued to be horrible. The other night he gets booed. Jim Salisbury, um, a great Phillies reporter and journalist who I, I follow. And, I, you know, he always is like one of the absolute first people on Phillies trades and stuff. So he's legit. <laughs> he says to Nick, he says, did you hear the boos? Uh, and Nick basically is <laughs> like, you know. Said, no, they, I lost they, my hearing. No, I lost my hearing. And then he went around the room and said, can you explain to him why that's a stupid question? And then they have a back and forth. Jimmy really gets angry. At him. He says, you should be able to answer a stupid question. It's like, well, He's I don't like know if that's pointing at him, running at him. Yeah. I don't know if that's like the best framing of it is you being like, answer my dumb questions. But either way, I, I didn't think it was a horrible question. Like everybody knows what he wants him to do, which is talk about what's your reaction. To getting right. Which he could have just said that in a more direct way. Sure, um, because which, which I think reporters should be better at in general. But like, sure. this is not a this situation specific thing to like ask a question hinting at what you mean, but not actually right. saying it. But like, you know, I, I think that que- that exact question has been asked so many times. You know, especially in Philadelphia, did you hear the booze? And then that's like your <laughs> entryway into what did you think of it? So, but Castellanos is just not here for any of that like shit. So. Uh, uh, there was some arguing online about the video being edited. It's like, well, well, yeah, but didn't that stuff in the video happen? Like, what, what, what happened around that video? That they like cut out the middle. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, then so Matt Gelb is like continuing to be the nut job that he is. So he he seems to get angry online. He really does. He's a weird guy. Uh, I remember he like threw a temper tantrum because like John Stolness, like, which is from our sister site. Um, yes. Oh, what's it called? Um, the good fight. Yeah, the good fight. Um, they he like didn't like attribute like a quote, even though like everyone saw it on television. It was very mm-hmm. bizarre. Um, and, and and he was like through a tantrum. I remember a lot of people like unsubscribed from the athletic because they were like mad at Matt Gelb and like now now Matt Gelb's trying to fight Jamie Apodi on the internet. It's very bizarre. Jamie Apodi is a disgrace. It's like, how about we yeah. take these? <laughs> like, just like, come, like, come, 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 talk to me at the stadium. Like, all right, what are you gonna fight her? Like, yeah, I think it's like, okay. Settle down, Matt. Yeah, like, can we, can we like, probably move on from this? Like, come, come, find She's me at so Section One Thirty Five. You know, right by the Hagen Dazs. So, what do you have a side here? Uh, in this, in this uh, yeah, my side is that. Can the guy who's like stealing money from the city stop throwing a tantrum? Oh, honestly, you're making $25 million to have the yeah. worst wins above replacement in all of baseball. Like settle, settle down. Like Castellanos, like answer, answer yeah. the question or whatever, but like you're sucking and you can deal with it. Or don't answer the question. Just say no comment. If you like, that's sure. also your, I, mean, if you don't answer, I think don't that's, lame. But, don't be I think that's lame, but, but also he thought that, like many like he thought that he could just sort of sun uh salisbury and move on like and just like make him look like an idiot and he didn't think that salisbury would 
like start pointing at him and like get yeah, that was angry at him. That's great. Um, I, you know, I love a good media fight like when uh, absolutely. Uh, which reporter punched which reporter? What was what was that? The Eagle Asante Samuel was egging it on Les Bowen and Jeff McLean. I think they fought each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a it was a big thing um, <laughs> that there was a fight about something with Michael Vick. Yeah, like. Yes, Wait, Asante Samuel egged them on? Yes. <laughs> Asante Samuel, I remember him being like, uh-oh, where's Les? Get Les in here. Because they were, like, arguing about a story, <laughs> like a difference of opinion. It's great. Um, so I, I vote for more of that. But, yeah, I think Castellanos should probably, like, get in less arguments and more. I know Charlie Manuel's tried to fight um, Howard Eskin plenty of times. So. Yeah. And how could you not? Yeah, I get um, it. I get it. We're bringing in Drew uh, as we are going back to the most likely game. Of course, Emily cannot win this week, um, which is good news for you and me because she won last week. So yeah, no, one of no us ties. No. So um, Drew, whichever order you'd like us to answer in, I, I take it five questions like last time, but uh, you, you go right ahead. Pop. Correct. We have to pull the rest. All right. So. Earlier this week, I forget which day, the ESPYs took place. Uh, mm. Resident uh, NBA champion Steph Curry hosted the ESPYs, which uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't really know how he did. But the most uh, iconic thing a winner of an award can do at any award show is take too long. So which sixer is most likely to take too long during their speech at the ESPYs? I like that question a lot. And we can go Dan and then Steve. All right. I'm, I really like this question. And I hate You can't get brownie points just by saying you like the question. I, I'm going <laughs> to get out ahead of that one. I, I do or I don't? No, you do not. Oh, well, I like it anyway. <laughs> um, I'm, I, don't, I hate to burn him so early, but I'm going to go with Paul Reed. Um, I think that Paul Reed is like, you know, he is always a little confused what's going on. He might not be sure why he won. Um, he could definitely win an SB, you know. He could definitely, like, if, like, the Shaq in a full category enters the SBs, Paul Reed would be a great candidate for that. Um, but I could see him winning an SB and just, like, not really being entirely sure what's going on. I could see him. Hey, he was very kind to us. Paul Reed came on this podcast. He talked mm -hmm. to us for like 25 minutes. He could easily do that at the ESPYs. I could see him talking for 25 minutes. 25 minutes. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. he's, he's, uh, he's a really, like, he's a, he's a very friendly guy, Paul Reed. I don't think anyone would kick him off. So, you know, he's taking too long and everyone's like, oh, let's get going. And everyone's like, yeah, it's Paul. Let him talk, you know, so. I can see him just going on and on. I'm going Paul Reed. Okay. okay. I have to say, Paul Reed, pretty notorious brief answer guy. You know, I he, he was on the podcast. He is. He Very is. nice guy, but he's not exactly elaborating a lot. Until he wins know. the SP. Until he wins the That's fair. That's fair. You know, there's like lots of famous people there. He might want to take his chance. Um, I'm going to go with George Niang. Guy's got a podcast. He won't shut the fuck up. So I think that uh, I think George Niang, anybody, listen, we would absolutely give long acceptance speeches. Um, and I think Niang, 
um, Lauren Rosen, if she was an option, because they're, they're a duo, but he would thank her for sure. And, um, and also just the sort of unlikely story of George Niang being handed an SB would be remarkable. And I think he would really get carried away. Best team podcast. If that <laughs> team wins that category. Um, right. I think George Niang is way more realistic. Steve, you get the point for that one. Thank you, sir. That's all right. I got the next. I think Paul Reed does have historically brief answers. He so. does. He does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles released their black helmets. I think it was yesterday, uh, Saturday, if you're not hearing this on Sunday. So the black jersey that the Sixers are most correlated to, the black classic Iverson jerseys, one that the Sixers have kind of been reluctant to go back to. Which Sixer is most likely to campaign heavy for the black Iverson jersey in the next like year, I guess? We'll go reverse. So whatever it was last time, I forget, but reverse. All right. Reverse. So which Sixer is most likely to campaign for that black jersey? Um, okay, I'm going to go with pj tucker um pj you know you can't be too young here because you have to kind of have nostalgia for those uniforms i think pj is an old man um and pj also loves style and um clothing and accessories and shoes big into that so i think that pj could definitely get in there and and, you know whatever those teams represented which is being like underdogs whatever you want to say um, could definitely line up with the PJ Tucker sort of aesthetic, and I and that's I'm going with PJ. All right then. All right, so I'm going to go James Harden. Um, I I think that you know when you look at those teams, obviously that those are the Iverson teams, and you're thinking you know when you see those jerseys, you think great guard play. I think Tyrese Maxey is too young to really remember those Iverson years that wore those jerseys, and when you I, I think that, you know, it, it is a very fair comparison, not how Harden's played as a sixer so far, but like in Harden's career to talk about like these two great scoring guards, Harden Iverson, like I'm not saying they have similar games necessarily, but just like two elite guards. And, you know, Harden wants to bring that elite guard culture back to the city. Um, he's, he's, he's good enough that he has the ear of ownership with his, you know, he's friends with Daryl. He's friends with former owner, Michael Rubin. You know, he's a star on the team. And and I think he would just frankly look really good in them. And so I think I think Harden would be the guy to do it. I I find it interesting that you both say a guy that was not drafted by us um, and just recently came over. I find that interesting. Um, I think I got to give it to now, Dan. Why would they do? That? Why would they do that? Um, <laughs> I got to give it to Dan. I think James Harden. I feel oh. like he could he could get more of the Sixers involved in the campaign. I feel like if James, because James Harden is a very like neutral spoken guy. I feel like if he really got passionate about this one thing, like really heavy, everyone on the team will be like, even probably Joel would be like, oh, this is legit. This might be enough. Okay. Can I ask you a clarifying question? Yeah. Um, it's it's best of five, right? So the first to three would win this, right? This first, it, 
It was five questions. Yeah. So yeah, first and yeah. Second, I did it last week. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so right I now say, we're tied. When, when we did it in the past, pre-Drew, it was best of seven because it was always one on one. But I think yeah, five questions is how we're doing it now. Yeah. Because yeah. no, we'll I think assume Emily will be with us going forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually have three. Yeah. All right. You guys talked about the new stadium and how it would be better for uh, a lot of people in the city to get there by train. So which Sixer would most likely, it doesn't have to be when the new stadium comes about, but just right now, which Sixer is most likely to ride the train to the game, pre-game, legitimately, before warm-ups, and no car, just pull up in a train? Which Sixer is most likely will go back to Dan and Steve. All right. So, you know, I want to go with the new guy here because, you know, now Joel recently got his license, but he like makes enough money. He could have, he could have had a driver before. And, you know, I've, I've personally never seen him on SEPTA. So I want to go with the new guy because maybe I'll see one of the new guys on SEPTA. Um, I'm going to go with, I want to go with a younger new guy and I'm, I'm going to say it would be Michael Foster Jr. Mm. I think, I think that, you know, he's, he kind of feels like the odd man. Like of, of the guys who are on the very, very fringes of the rosters, like longest shots to make the team. And I'm, I'm thinking like, this is a guy who does in the preseason, right? Like not even regular season. Like Julian Champagne, I think he's already on a two-way. Um, Charlie Brown, I believe, is. He was already on the team last year. Um, like, I think Michael Foster Jr. kind of feels like the odd man out. And he is younger, like, might not want to drive. Like, like, I don't like to – I don't really enjoy – you know, I don't drive around the city. I don't even have a car in the city. Like, he might live in the city. He doesn't want to drive down. He, he probably, you know, he's making a lot of money. Probably has a really nice apartment in Center City. Hop, hop right on, you know, the Broad Street line in Center City and take it down to the stadium. And, you know, I think it would be a great way for him to kind of endear himself to fans. And so maybe he gets cut, but, you know, now they, they got to keep him. He's a fan favorite. He'll go to Delaware. Eventually gets the call up. Like, this is him. He's kind of like, he's endearing himself. And then he kind like of- a long, Like a long-term spot. pander. Like... Yeah, it, this is a long-term pander. But really, like, as soon as someone catches him on there, like, people are going to love it. And he yeah. needs it. He needs it the most. Okay, the long con. Somebody else who might need some fan support is Matisse Thibel. I thought you were going to say Tobias. No, don't let Matisse on the set. He's going to get everyone sick. (laughs) So Matisse, there have been videos throughout the years of Matisse riding his bicycle to the games. And I think he probably put it on his vlog. Um... I think that Matisse would enjoy the opportunity to get to the game in a wacky, cost-effective way. Um, And as you sort of led me into, uh, he could probably at this point use a few more fans in the city. So if he's sort of shaking hands, you know, a man of the people kind of thing, uh, that wouldn't hurt at all. Um, So yeah, my answer is Matisse. Okay. Um, that's a close one. I 
didn't think of either of them. I honestly thought of Isaiah Joe first. Not sure why. Just came in my head first. But I like the Michael Foster bit. I like the long con. Uh, I'm a fan of, hey, the day before he gets cut, the game before he gets cut, he shows up on the train knowing he's going to get cut. And then when he gets the call up, he's like, hey, look, this was me on the train. I love it. I think that's a win. So, Dan, right now you have the advantage. All right. I love it. Okay. Dan can win with this one. Yes. This is a fun one. All right. And um, Steve goes first for this one, I think. Yes. Today is Furkan Korkmaz's birthday. Mm. Um, like the party that was just thrown in the Hamptons, a whiteout party. I think uh, the Ricky referenced this, but let's say they actually throw this party, another whiteout party. Who is the sixer most likely to show up first? Okay, so and this is for Furkan. This is for Furkan Korkmaz's birthday today. Okay. So they're throwing a whiteout party for Furkan. Um, who's going to show up first? Who's not going to show up at all? James Harden. Um, who, he's, he's not going to a fucking Furkan Korkmaz's birthday party. Um, who is most likely to show up first? Hmm. Burned Matisse, which is tough. Um, I will say, I'm going to say Maxi. We know that he has the white outfit, which he just wore um, to uh, Harden's thing. And I think he's so sweet and caring and lovable that he would not, he, he would be at home talking to whoever he's with in a sort of carnal sense. And he's, he's being like, Ugh, I, I don't want to. I don't really feel like going tonight. I want to watch Bridgerton, but nobody's going to go to Fergan's party. I'm telling you right now, fucking nobody's going to that thing. Nobody's going. And, and he would feel too bad and he would go and he would be like having a drink before it was like polite to leave. So I say Tyrese. Okay, just to review, you're saying that Maxi is going to be so overwhelmed with... Uh, pity for yeah guilt one might say for for Korkmaz not having anyone show up at his e-day party <laughs> that's what you're okay yeah because yeah, I think I think some people would be like can we even go to parties for people who aren't on the team anymore and people would be like no he's still on the team they're like what oh they're like he's still here okay Appreciate I got it. <laughs> yeah so that's that's right okay Dan well as Steve alluded to Matisse is Furkan's best team, best friend on the team mm. now that Ben is gone. And now we've had some conspiracy on the podcast that maybe there's a little friendly rivalry there. And I think that makes Matisse even more likely to go. Like, I'm going to go be the star of the show at this guy's own fucking mm. birthday party. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vlog this thing. I'm going to make a better vlog than Furkan does at his own birthday. You know, I'm going to you know, they, they kind of compete for, you know, who's going to be the shitty wing who gets minutes on this team. Uh, that's still a thing for this year. And uh, Matisse is going to go, like, maybe try to embarrass Furkan on his own birthday, trip him up in front of Michael Rubin or something. Like, 
Oh you know, this is going to be Matisse is going to go. Maybe some they're friends, like so he has to go, but also there's some ulterior motive. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna embarrass you at this party. You know, I think you, you should. Like, if you've seen, I think you should leave. You know, you know that one. He like walks the line, but like yeah, I have the attention, but you can have some too for kind. Yeah, Matisse is like Matisse has to be the one who says the toast. You know. No, oh, yeah. And his toast like kind of feels like it's a little bit about him. Like you know, <laughs> like they have this little thing going back and forth. Like and he's he's definitely he could he wouldn't miss that for the world. Yeah. God, that was amazing, both of you. Steve, <laughs> you win. I read Maxi. Because I want to go to this last question. That's what we used to do all the time. Yeah, we used to, we used to just yeah. fake the numbers and make it go to the last I'll take a pity win. So now it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's two, two. So did yeah. you guys see the um the James Webb photo of the galaxies that was released like a week or two ago from NASA? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Which Sixer is most likely to purchase a telescope after seeing that beautiful image? Oh, well, I think I'm first here. Mm -hmm. And I think the clear answer is Tobias Harris. I mean, you know, this guy loves books. I don't think telescopes are a big jump from books here. Um, He has so much money, you know, like might as well blow it on a big fancy telescope. Like, I mean... Seriously, like he's making so much money, like he doesn't even know what to do with it. So Tobias Harris, he's 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 already a book guy. He likes the academic stuff. He's gonna buy a telescope, probably try to you know endear himself to his teammates who you know he. I know he's well liked on the team, but you know he's only got a couple of years left. He's making a lot of money. He's making it tough on him. You know, might as well invite everyone over for a gander at the telescope. I'm not sure everyone else really cares, but, you know, he'll have a nice little get-together, maybe some wine and cheese kind of deal at his telescope. Um, he's also, you know, he's 30 now, which is which is crazy. He, he has turned 30. Um, and I think that if you're – Steve Steve could probably vouch for this. I think once you turn 30, you get a lot more interested in telescopes. Is this true? That's, that's true. That's that true. is Ooh. that's true. Yeah. And so piece. you know, I, I hate think to agree he's with him. Basically, at the age right. where he's a telescope guy now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm gonna say, Shake Milton. Shake. One of the few things we know about Shake is that he likes to be peaceful and meditate and do yoga. Mm. Now, there's something very meditative and um, peaceful about stargazing. Um, and I think that Shake would shell out the, because he's gotten a real contract. I think he would shell out the money to get a telescope and unwind after sort of not playing this season um, on night to night, you know, yeah. at, at home looking for the Big Dipper or a shooting star or uh, anything else. So I, I think my answer is Shake because of uh, what we know about him to this point. Hmm. You don't need a telescope to see the Big Dipper, by the way. Dan, I'm actually not taking feedback at this time, so thank you so much anyway. It's well, just in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't need a telescope to see the Big Dipper. True. I think we're going to move on to the results. The result <laughs> is uh, Dan with Tobias Harris. Oh, uh, let's go. Um, <laughs> that also feels just. It feels realistic. It feels right. Yeah. <laughs> like if Toby went on the Lauren Rosen podcast, 
and was like, I'm in on telescopes. I'm in. Sign me up for space. That would not surprise me. Sign me up for space. Yeah. So, Dan, (laughs) congratulations. You have one week two of this year. This is is very exciting. I appreciate it. What would you like to say? I just want everyone to know that, you know, while I'm much less funny than Steve, I hope you found in these past five questions that I did an okay job. You did great. You, I mean, you and Emily both have wins now. Well done. Thank you, Drew. Killed it again. Uh, the last thing we have here is any bachelorette thoughts from the last episode. The biggest thing that happened in that episode is that that weird motivational speaker guy, um, he was talking about fantasy suites to everyone. And oh, yeah. Came back to bite him. You know, I was honestly disappointed that they threw him out right away because I think a villain is very important and I want that asshole to stick around. Um, I think he was too predictable of a villain, though. It's true. Like, uh, I think, it all I happened think, so fast. Yeah. But I think sometimes you need, like, a the villain has to build up. It can't just be mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy's kind of annoying. Like, I, sometimes I think that that kind of villain gets a little overplayed where it's like um like oh this guy um you know said something annoying and then like everyone just goes in on him and all of a sudden he's the villain whereas like just send him home like make the villain be annoying over like weeks and weeks and weeks sure well and and at this point the girls don't even know him he's talking about fantasy suites right. and they're just like who the fuck are you yeah, they were get very out. creeped out they were just like get out of here uh, and then he tried to come back and then no good um any other thoughts on the episode from last week or what you're liking so far? Well, I was kind of confused why Rachel sent that guy home when yes. she was like, she's like, Please oh, I just try. like, she was like, I don't feel it. And it's like, you just met him. Like, you've known him for like four days. He can't stay here another week. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Well, and it's like, what if, nice. uh, what if, Cutie. uh, the other one's Gabby, right? Yeah. Like, what if Gabby really liked him? Like, that sucks for Gabby. Like, yeah. like if she liked this guy, like, sorry, too bad. And um, I, I just don't, that part of it's very interesting to me. It's like, if one girl really likes a guy, another girl is like, oh, let me like see if I'm into him and she sends him home. And the other one is like devastated now, like yeah. what happened? But um, I know that Gabby had her one-on-one with Nate mm-hmm. and he seems very likable. Yeah. Um, he has a uh, safety pin as an earring which is apparently a pretty popular style thing. I didn't know that. Um, pretty cool. I, I'm with it. I like it. Um, so, yeah, I think it was, you know, I'm liking this new format. That's my, that's my biggest thought is, you know, I don't know the guys that well yet, but I really like the, you know, two bachelorette format. How about you? What do you have? I think so, too. I like the, I like the two bachelorette format. Um, who did they send home? They sent home the old guy from Boston. Um, they sent home one of the people Gabrielle picked to be in the top three I named Brandon who never got on screen um, they did the thing where we took their clothes off and did a pose um, no they didn't even pretend that that was any kind of competition they were like just take your clothes off and pose. <laughs> they're like you know what why don't you, why don't you take it out um, yeah I, uh, I thought it was good I liked them I liked both of the uh Bachelorette, I did think it was odd that she couldn't stand that guy being here another possible second. And then she like got up from the table and was talking to some disembodied voice of a producer. And she was like, I just don't feel it. 
and he just like he's at the table being like how we doing how we doing in the back there rage like like because he doesn't get his phone or anything he has no distractions he has to like sit there and like adjust his tie um so that's awkward yeah that is very awkward yeah um so yeah excited to see what happens next and then i think soon they turn down roses to go to the other side yes which will be be awesome that'll be very good television the guy meatball i think i can probably no longer hear him talk about meatballs and we're probably good on that like we know your nickname is meatball we don't need more meatball content but that's how i feel um all right well who knows if anything else is going to happen uh between now and next week but um we'll be with you whether or not it does um we miss emily and we hope jordy had a wonderful birthday we do miss Uh, emily happy birthday jordy happy birthday jordy uh Thank you again to Drew, who did a great job with the Most Likely game, which we'll be back next week unless something insane happens that we actually need to talk about. Um, Follow us at Casual Blues Pod, uh, Third and Girl, Steve J. Lippman, VA Pelts 13. uh, It's on YouTube, the Gastro Blues, a Sixers podcast uh, video version. And um, that's about it. Be safe and be great. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Hi, we're Visible. We're the wireless company with nothing to hide. Seriously. Hidden fees? We don't have them. Annual contracts? Not our thing. Great wireless on just one line? Now that's more like it. Get unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month. Taxes and fees included. That's right. $25 a month? Every month. Sorry, hidden fees. We're just not that into you. Sometimes the choice is just Visible. Switch today at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com.